The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. What's going on, everybody? This is the second to last episode ranking every Seinfeld episode. We are on the we're in from going from numbers 24 to 11. And the last one will be the top 10. So here we go. Number 24, The Serenity Now from season nine. Frank sets up a new business selling computers and hires George and Lloyd Braun to compete against each other in a sales contest. But Frank's relaxation technique drives everyone nuts. Jerry's new girlfriend encourages him to let his emotions out. Uh, Kramer takes Frank's screen door and turns it into any town USA, but the local kids make relaxation difficult. And Elaine has Schick's appeal. And suddenly every Jewish man in New York, including her former boss, is attracted to her. Really, this is known for one thing. Serenity now! Uh, So many good scenes in this. uh, (laughs) Frank says, the doctor gave me a relaxation cassette. When my blood pressure gets too high, the man on the tapes tells me to say serenity now and george says are you supposed to yell it <laughs> he says the man on the tape wasn't specific um and then the, the whole the whole computer selling thing with lloyd braun is great uh frank says two months ago i saw a provocative movie on cable tv it was called the net with that girl from the bus i did a little reading and i realized it wasn't that far-fetched yes frank 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 is a visionary um the whole thing with jerry getting mad uh, it's funny because the girlfriend was Lori Lachlan, which, you know, who was uh, famous for Full House and then famous for that college admission scandal with her, with her kids. Uh, but but um, she can, encourages him to get emotional and then he gets crazy emotional and tells everybody he loves them. And he he uh, he proposes marriage to Elaine. Um, I, I at one point he says, what is this salty discharge? Um but but this is really known for uh, this is really known for serenity now. Uh, Lloyd Braun, basically, we confirm that he's just he's crazy. He, the, the phone line wasn't even hooked up when he was uh, selling all the computers, and he tells uh, he tells George serenity now, insanity later. And at the end, uh, instead of saying serenity now, Frank says hoochie mama. Number 23, the airport from season four. Jerry and Elaine are on their way back to New York, but learn their original flight was canceled. Jerry ends up in first class and Elaine ends up in coach. Jerry has a wonderful flight and Elaine has the flight from hell. And in New York, George and Kramer are supposed to meet Jerry and Elaine, but the, but the change and then a change in airport has them running all over the place. And Kramer thinks he recognizes someone from his past. This is just a classic episode. So many... <laughs> just so many great scenes so many it, it just works so well uh i like when uh kramer and, and george say i like to stop at the duty free shop i like to stop at the duty free shop um and the whole thing with george and the and the the the, the convict or whatever um they, they grabbed the last high magazine and and george says you don't understand there's a blurb about me in this magazine and the guy says a blurb you're a blurb um 
but but really it's just it's just the whole thing about jerry being in first class and having like the most wonderful time and elaine being in in uh in in the back and having the worst time ever i think that's every flight <laughs> we can all relate with elaine i've never flown in first class before i could definitely relate with elaine it is uh flying sucks i i, I hate it Number 22, the Hamptons from season five. Elaine, George, Jerry, Elaine, Jerry, George, and Kramer visit friends in the Hamptons who just had a baby there for the weekend. And George's new girlfriend, Jane, is there with him, even though they, uh, they've never slept together. Jerry's old girlfriend is there, but trouble erupts when Rachel sees George naked and then giggles. This is known as the shrinkage episode. This is, this is whatever what it's known as. Uh Either that or 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 about the ugly baby, but no, I don't think anybody cares about the ugly baby. It's all about shrinkage. Uh, this is the couple that keeps saying you got to see the baby. Um, but when when uh, when Jerry's uh, girlfriend sees George naked and she giggles, he's yelling, "I was in the pool! I was in the pool!" And then the the scene with elaine where they try to explain what shrinkage is and if women know about it and she says it shrinks it's like yeah like a frightened turtle she says why does it shrink it just does and elaine says i i don't know how you guys walk around with those things it's true uh just just a classic classic wonderful episode Number 21, the Bizarro Jerry from season eight. Elaine meets Kevin's friends and feels like she's entered the world of Bizarro Jerry where her world is in reverse. Jerry has a date with Jillian who has man hands. And George hits on a new sob story to try to get in with a beautiful receptionist. And Kramer gets an unpaid job at an upscale firm. Uh, this is one of those classic ones. She has man hands and the, the scene where it's it's obviously the hands, but she's she's it's like they found the guy with like the most manliest hands ever and used them for this so funny um but yeah this is the bizarro jerry is i've heard it said that this would have been a good way to end the whole series which it it, it was it it could have been um everything is opposite in, in kevin's apartment instead of a bicycle he has a unicycle instead of a statue of superman he has a statue of bizarro superman uh um uh, the, the Newman counterpart is named Fargus, and he, he says hello, Fargus, and then they 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 shake hands and they because they like each other. Um, Feldman is the is the Kramer uh, uh, opposite, and he he keeps he, instead of just barging in, he uh, he he always knocks all the time. Uh, just such, such a such a great story. Uh, at the end, uh, Elaine is the, the the two groups meet, and and Elaine goes with the with the bizarro people and, and George runs and says, can, can I come over? And she says, no, we already have a George. Uh, this is just another, it's the whole thing with, with George getting into this, uh, this, this underground model world because he has a picture of a, of a, of a model or something like that. That was, that was dumb. Um, and Kramer accidentally gets uh um, he accidentally works at this place and he, you know, then they fire him and they, they say, well, what, what, like, he, he, he's like, well, I don't even work here. He's like, yeah, that's what makes this, this, what makes this so tough. Number 20, the library from season three, Jerry is amazed to receive a letter from New York city library telling him that he has an overdue book from 1971. He's, 
he's certain he returned it, but the life's library's chief investigator, a no nonsense, tough guy right out of a bad Hollywood movie. Doesn't want to hear the excuses. Uh, George sees, goes to the library and sees a homeless man who looks just like his, his old high school gym teacher. And Kramer starts dating the librarian and Elaine is convinced that her boss is out to fire her. This is known for maybe possibly the greatest scene in the entire series. And that is with Mr. Bookman. It is the, one of the greatest things ever. I've seen your type before flashy making a scene flaunting convention. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. What's this guy making such a big stink about old library books. Let me tell, let me give you a hint, junior. Maybe we could live without libraries, people like you and me. Maybe, sure, we're too old to change the world. But what about that kid sitting down, opening a book right now in a branch of a local, local library and finding drawings of peepees and wee-wees on the cat in the hat and the five Chinese brothers? Doesn't he deserve better? Look, if you think this is about overdue fines and missing books, you better think again. This is about that kid's right to read a book without getting his mind warped. Or maybe that turns you on, Seinfeld. Maybe that's how you get your kicks, you and your good time buddies. Well, I got a flash for you, joy boy. Party time is over. I'm I'm obviously not doing that, that scene justice, but it is one of the greatest scenes. <laughs> maybe not just in Seinfeld, maybe the entire season. I really wish they would have brought Bookman back. I know he comes back in the finale, but we don't we don't acknowledge the finale. But uh it's 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 just one of the greatest things ever. Number 19, the strike from season nine. Kramer returns to H&H Bagels after a 12-year strike. Elaine gives Denim Vest a fake number on her free subcard. Jerry meets a woman named Gwen who is two-faced. And George creates a fake charity called the Human Fund to give Christmas presents at Kruger. He invites Kruger over to celebrate Festivus when he can't cash a $20,000 charity check, check to the Human Fund. This is the Festivus episode. This is, this is what's known. Um, People celebrate Festivus to this day. It's an actual thing now because of because of this episode. Uh, the way the way Frank describes it. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained down blows upon him, I realized there had to be another one. Uh, yeah, the, the human fund is is great. Um, the, the, the whole thing when he's when he's explaining uh, Festivus, uh, Frank says, I find tinsel distracting. Uh, it's made from the pole is made from aluminum, very high strength to weight ratio. And, and Kruger says, I find your belief system fascinating. I use that line all the time. Uh, but yeah, the Festivus, the, the Festivus thing. Uh, I got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. Um, and then, <laughs> then he says, Kruger, my son, my son says your company sucks. You couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. Number 18, the Chinese restaurant from season two. Waiting for a table at a Chinese restaurant where they've been told it'll be five or ten minutes. Lane, George, and Jerry find people arriving after them being seated ahead of them. Elaine is starving. Jerry dares her to walk to a table and eat someone's food. Uh, he also sees someone who he can't place. George is desperate to call Tatiana, who gets upset when others in the restaurant lobby hog the payphone. Uh, I, I love, I mean, basically, this <laughs> this entire episode was set inside the lobby of, of the of the restaurant. And it's basically just, you know, uh, Jerry, George and Elaine. And then 
uh, the 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 maitre d the the, the host is <laughs> that'll be five ten minutes. Um, and then and then of course the the famous Cartwright, uh, the George thing waiting for a phone to use the phone. I mean that's incredibly outdated. This whole this whole episode is outdated. You could you could. Who's 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 waiting for for a table now? You could, you could go on any app or something like that and get a reservation. I know I know not every restaurant does that, but still. Uh, but yeah, George, uh, George utters the line. You know we're living in a society. Love that. Um, Elaine has a great uh, point. It's 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 not fair if people are seated first come for, or first serve. It should be based on who's hungriest. Uh, just just classic classic episode. Number 17, the puffy shirt from season five. Kramer's new girlfriend is what Jerry calls a low talker. Uh, she's a clothing designer, and his latest idea is a puffy pirate-like shirt. What Jerry doesn't realize is that he agreed to wear the puffy shirt on the Today Show. George has moved back in with his parents, and his mother is driving him crazy by getting him a job. A chance encounter leads him to become a hand model. This is, of course, known as the puffy shirt episode. Uh Jerry saying, but I don't want to be a pirate. Classic, classic stuff. But the, the whole thing with George also is 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 great. Uh the, the story where uh he's doing the hand modeling job, and they say he reminds me of Ray McKechnie. And they tell him the, the, the tragic story. He's a tragic story, I'm afraid. He could have had any woman in the world, but none can match the beauty of his own hand. And that became his one true love. You mean? Yes, he was not master of his domain. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then Jerry says he gets he got heckled for wearing this shirt. He says, Avast ye matey? What the hell does that mean? 20 degrees off the starboard bow? A Spanish galleon? There's no comeback to that. Uh, another classic, classic episode. Number 16, the pen from season three. Jerry and Elaine visit his parents in Florida and to attend the dinner in honor of his father, they meet the neighbors, Jack and Doris. And after Jerry admires Jack's astronaut pen, he offers it to him and Jerry gladly accepts. He doesn't really want to give it to him, but leads to nonstop gossip and it leads to an interesting dinner. And Elaine has an uncomfortable night on a pull-up bed and no air conditioning and it hurts her back. Classic, classic, classic episode. Uh, take the pen. Take take the pen. Uh, any episode involving Jerry going down to Florida, it just it, it strikes a nerve with me because that's that's how my parents are. That's how I'm sure I'm sure this is how Florida is in general with old people. It's just this these these people here. It's it's so. Uh, it's so classic. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it. And then, and then it just, it's just, just so good. And at the end, they, they get into a fight and, oh, oh, and the other classic thing in this episode is so Elaine is all messed up on, on painkillers and uh, they go to the dinner and they introduce someone. Her name is Stella. And is a Stella. Classic classic um at one point before before the dinner starts some lady says this better be good i'm missing golden girls for this classic 
classic. Take take the pen. I have the astronaut pen somewhere. By the way, that's a B. You can write. You can write upside down on any pen. That's that's yes. Just try it. Go write upside down. That's it's it's that's it's nothing. Maybe maybe they make better pens better now. Maybe pen technology is better. I don't know. Number 15, the Fusilli Jerry from season six. Kramer gets a new license plate, but a DMV screw up gives him the re- the vanity plate ass man. George's mom gets plastic surgery. Kramer makes pasta sculptures of his friends and makes one of Jerry using Fusilli pasta. Jerry tells Putty about his move, which he proceeds to use on Elaine. George, he also tells George, George screws it up and his girlfriend gets freaked out when he uses crib notes. <laughs> oh, so many, so many classic things in this. The ass man license plate, which which I have right there, one of my one of my prized possessions. Um, the 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 whole thing. But well, first George is out with his mother, and apparently, uh, uh, George's parents split up, and and she says, "Well, I'm getting I I'm getting eye surgery because I'm out there now." And George says, you're not out there. You can't be because I'm out there. And if I see you out there, there's not enough voltage in this world to electroshock me back into coherence. Uh, but the whole thing with, with Kramer being the ass man, he really embraces it. Uh, he gets into doctor's spaces. He gets uh, notes from uh, <laughs> uh, big big butt women, <laughs> flat bottom girls, you, you might, you might want to say. Uh, the the whole thing with Jerry and the move, uh, that's 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 it, 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 it's funny when George is messing up and she says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Um, I'm pleasuring you." <laughs> she says, "It feels like aliens are poking at my body." Um, but but the few silly Jerry is what this is known for, and and uh, and. <laughs> Uh, Kramer saying, have you ever met a proctologist? They usually have a good sense of humor. You meet a proctologist at a party, don't walk away. Plant yourself there because you will hear the funniest stories you've ever heard. See, no one wants to admit that they got, that they had something stuck up there. It's always an accident. Every proctology story ends in the same way. It was a million to one shot, Doc. A million to one. Um, any episode with George's parents is great. At one point, uh, George's dad says, I worked out with a dumbbell yesterday. I feel vigorous. Um, but 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 Kramer stops short in this episode, and and Frank gets all mad, and that's that's why the fusilli Jerry ends up in his butt. Oh, classic, classic. Number fourteen, the boyfriend from season three. Jerry hooks up with Keith Hernandez at the gym. He tries to meet with Keith only to be shunned because Keith is infatuated with Elaine. George tries to keep his employment money coming when he tells the unemployment officer that he got a job with Vandalay Industries, a company that manufactures latex. Kramer and Newman recall an incident in which Keith spit on them after a really bad Mets game. And yeah, uh, the whole thing with Keith Hernandez, classic, classic thing. And the whole thing with Vandalay Industries, this is two of the two of the greatest uh things and two of the greatest scenes in in this series uh uh june 14th 1987 mets phillies we were enjoying a beautiful afternoon in the right field stands when a crucial hernandez error led to a five-run phillies ninth cost the mets a game our day was ruined gets me every time uh and then and then newman saying to keith hernandez nice game pretty boy uh and the, the whole thing with 
Jerry and the JFK parody. It's so funny. It's so funny. The spit then came off the rib, turned and hit Newman in the right wrist, causing him to drop his baseball cap. The spit then splashed off the wrist, pauses in midair, mind you, makes a left turn and lands on Newman's left thigh. Now that is one magic loogie. Um, and the whole thing with George and the um, the unemployment people and trying to to get um he's saying that that he he almost got a job with vandalay industries which is actually jerry's apartment so jerry has to answer the phone as vandalay industries but kramer doesn't know this so he answers as a vandalay what delay industries and they're like say vandalay industries say vandalay industries and he's falling and he's he falls and trips and he's he's in his boxer shorts and then jerry comes in and says and you want to be my latex salesman one of the greatest of the whole series. Uh, this is actually an hour long episode, and it didn't like the second half was not nearly as good as the, as the first half, but still classic, classic. Number 13, the race from season six. When George notices that Elaine's new boyfriend reads the Daily Worker, he asks if he's a communist. He says he is, which Elaine seems to wear as a badge of honor. Kramer gets a job as a department store Santa. But then he gets a uh, literature from Elaine's boyfriend. George answers a personal ad in the Daily Worker, and soon everyone in the Yankees office assumes he's a communist. And Jerry learns that a new his new girlfriend's boss is an old high school rival. He once met be the track meet and has accused him of cheating ever since. This is basically yes the the thing with 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 Ned the uh, the, the communist and Kramer and the, that that's that's all secondary to Jerry and the race he loves that that her name is his girlfriend's name is Lois because he loves Superman so much uh, the scene where they pretend that George and Jerry don't know each other and they just happen to see each other in the in the uh, in the cafe and <laughs> George George says he's an architect and he says, I'm an overcame. Well, have you designed any buildings in New York? Have you seen the new addition to the Guggenheim? You did that? Yep. And it didn't take very long either. Uh, he, he's busting Jerry's balls. Well. So do you ever, hey, do you do, what, so what do you do? A lot of that. Do you ever notice uh, this kind of stuff? It strikes me a lot of, of comedians doing that kind of humor now. And uh, Jerry says, yeah, you really got really bald there, didn't you? Uh, just... Yeah, and, and Jerry keeps saying, I choose not to run. Classic, classic uh, scene, classic line. Number 12, the little kicks from season eight. Kramer's friend Brody forces Jerry to bootleg the movie Death Blue. George follows Elaine to her office and finds out she has the unique dancing style. She starts to get a weird vibe from her subordinates and blames it all on George. And George becomes the bad boy. The, the, this is the Elaine dance. This is basically the, this is the episode with the Elaine dance. Uh, I like when she says, I want to make a toast. Here's to those who wish us well and those who don't can go to hell. Um, yeah, the thing with Elaine and, and the dancing is great. The thing with George uh, being the bad boy. That's uh, that's funny. Uh, but also, but I also love the the plot with Jerry and Kramer and uh, the bootlegging the movie. Uh, they go to see Death Blow when someone tries to blow you up, but not because of who you are, but for different reasons altogether. Death Blow. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, um, and 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 
Elaine acting like the uh the 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 mom um uh basically making things worse and saying that George is the bad seed and uh she she catches she catches the, the girl wearing George's uh, Yankees jacket and he says, Really, it looks a little big for you. Looks like something a short, stocky, slow-witted bald man might wear. But th- th- what really makes this this episode is the final scene when George tries to be the bad boy by doing bootlegging, bootlegging the videos, and he gets caught, he gets arrested, and then George's dad and Elaine come to pick them up at the police station. And George's dad says, my George isn't clever enough to hatch a scheme like this. Elaine says, you got that right. What the hell does that mean? It means whatever the hell you want it to mean. Are you saying you want a piece of me? She says, I could drop you like a bag of dirt. You want a piece of me? You got it. You have to see the bloopers of this because I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't blame Elaine at all. I don't believe Julia Louis Dreyfus one bit for being for, for laughing. How can you how can you work alongside uh, uh, Jerry Stiller and not just die laughing, especially in this scene? It's I, I die. I die laughing every time I see this scene. The bloopers are so funny. And, and the way they cut the scene, they I don't think they ever got a good take. They just like isolated the people. Stuff like that. It's it is it is classic. It's it's amazing. Number eleven, the Bubble Boy from season four. George and Susan invite Jerry, his girlfriend Naomi, Elaine, and Kramer to spend the weekend at her parents' cabin upstate. Naomi bows out after Jerry makes a comment on her laugh, and Kramer isn't interested. After Elaine goads him into it, Jerry agrees to stop off on the way to visit a fan who is in a plastic bubble due to a disease. They go in separate cars. George drives fast. And uh, Jerry and Elaine end up in a diner and George and Susan end up at the bubble boys house. Um, this is obviously the, the bubble boy episode. Uh, what, you, what can you say? It's a bubble boy episode. It is also known as uh, the episode where they play trivial pursuits and the bubble boy says who invaded Oh no, so George says, who invaded eight, eight, Spain in the eighth century? And and the bubble boy says, Moors. He's, and he said, no, 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 it was Moops. I still use that line every single day. Um, also, when Jerry goes to the diner and they ask him for an autograph picture, he writes, there's nothing finer than being in your diner. Classic, classic. So there we go. That is number 24 through 11. Next episode, the top 10. Finally done. This has been so much fun watching these episodes. Um, and it's been great. So thank you for sticking with this. And uh, I will see you later. <laughs>